let's go be how's it hanging how's it happening because you guys know this is coming from the core progression podcast hey everybody when it comes to the official start of summer yeah we're almost there but it looks like we're in the thick of summer right now we're in june and do you guys want to be inspired? Do you guys want to just be inspired about all the new bands coming up? You guys want to get in the know with another great band that's coming up? Do you guys really want to just get energized and inspired when it comes to music, when it comes to your life, just literally anything? Now, this is the podcast that is for you. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors. First, we have Phoenix Fitness. Yes, we are in the summer months, y'all. And, you know, it's also festival season. You know, festival season means four straight days of going crazy in those crowds, enjoying your favorite bands, if you're like me, moshing and not stopping. And, you know, in order to be able to do something like that, you know, you want to make sure your fitness level is on point to do something like that. Or if you just want to get fit and achieve the fitness goals that you have, absolutely go into that. So you're probably, you know, getting exercise, lifting weights, doing cardio work, going for runs, just walks, whatever it might be, you're doing those things. But, you might want to also prepare right and recover right so that your body can continue to do those things as time marches on. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different supplements like pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free. I use the stim-free stuff because, well, guys, I got enough energy as it is. I don't need any extra stimulants to get the pump. They also have different uh, BCW recovery compounds to help your muscles absorb the nutrients post-workout. They also have different creatine supplements to help you uh, build muscle, different protein blends help you build muscle, AM blends, PM blends, whey protein blends, collagen protein blends, plant-based protein blends, multivitamins, literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. Phoenix Fitness has to start with so at 15% of code MSOTD at checkout at fxit.com. Link description of the podcast. Our next sponsor is Custom Debuts. So what does Custom Debuts do? They're going to make your neighbor, Jim, incredibly jealous because he's going to come over to your house in his white balance sneakers his Nike high top socks, his cargo shorts, probably a little old, his tucked in golf polo shirt that says Players Diamonds Club, and his uh, sunglasses that have the strap on the back along with his golf hat. He's going to come in your garage and see a custom post from Cuffs Debuts from your favorite band. Let's say it's Rise Against. He's going to be like, oh my God, where did you get that? And you're going to make him extremely jealous. So you're going to say, huh, it's the only one of them because Cuffs of Debuts, bitch. So do you want to be the coolest, coolest cat? and the person that everyone is the envy of when it comes to your musical taste, your musical prowess, in your dorm room, in the office, in your garage, in your house, in your neighborhood, you know, just literally anywhere, that's where Cuffs Debuts comes in. So what they do is, is you give them the name of an artist. Let's say it's Rise Again. So you give them either a name of an album, like The Suffer and the Witness, or a song like Savior, and they'll create a custom poster for you based off the information with the track list, with the artwork, with the music video, with the lyrics, whatever it might be. They'll send you a proof in 48 hours from when you order, and if you don't like it, Tell them what changes you want made. They'll make those changes when you're satisfied. They will send you the poster, either on normal poster paper, a canvas print, or as an aluminum sign. How cool is that? I mean, now that'll definitely get Jim jealous because all he's got is like a poster of a 1970s Ford Pinto that's on fire. I don't know. So go and do that. So our listeners get 10% off. Use the code CPP10 at Custodabu's website. Link stripped in the podcast. We are also sponsoring the One We Were Hungry Festival. Yes, turning memes into dreams. Pancakes in the pit where you'll find me on October 20th and 21st in Viva Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, When We Were Hungry Fest is happening. You can go check out our podcast with Will and Mal from the festival. And yes, it is happening. So the link to the website description of the podcast for you to go get your tickets to go check out the lineup that includes podcast bands like Modern Day Escape, um, Along Came a Spider, Saving Vice, Outlier, and many more. The original uh, A Skylet Drive, Dropout Kings, trying to think of some others that were on there, Scarlet O'Hara, and more. So go and check that out. Go and do that. 
and join me for Pancakes in the Pit. Now time for a feature presentation. So Jason from the band Center Shift is on the podcast. Jason Radford, formerly of One Side Zero. We talk about Center Shift. We talk about them coming up. We talk about them starting out, you know, back at that ground level once again, coming up as a band. We talk about building up once again from that standpoint connecting with the fans on a more personal because of the smaller shows. Talk about them recording their record, of course, recording out in Cleveland, recording their EP out in Cleveland during the pandemic. Talk about the inspiration behind music and, of course, the energy that it brings when we see those live shows, the inspiration it brings. I mean, we basically kind of go TED Talk at the end of it, and it is so dang cool. This is an inspiring episode with a great band, with a great musician, with a great person, honestly. Jason Radford from Center Shift. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's go! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. After I did my interview with Saliva, I had someone reach out to me about this band. They're like, hey, check this out. See if you like them. See if you want to bring them on the podcast. Check them out. I'm like, I do like this vibe right now. So let's bring them on. Let's see what happens and let's have a good time. So this band released an EP called A Different Shade this year in 2022. Go check it out. You know, you're thinking like more prog rock, hard rock style. This is where you're going to go for it. So please welcome Jason from the band Center Shift to the podcast. So Jason, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on, man. I mean, how's everything going in your world when it comes to everything with Center Shift, when it comes to live shows, you know, playing out in L.A.? What's been going on right now? How's life been treating you? Uh, it's been good. You know, um, we thank everybody for the warm welcome for the EP. Um, you know, this day and age, we don't know how things are going to go with music and rock. And, and uh, you know, after post-COVID and everybody, you know, putting out records and uh, people that haven't put out records in probably 20 years and everybody's doing it now. So, it's rad that there's so much uh, music out there and um, <clears throat> for shows, you know, it's been a little difficult for, you know, some of us who, who are reconsidered as baby bands, even though we've come from other bands, you know what I mean? So, but it's cool. You know, it's uh, the shows are happening. The world's open, opening even more, but uh, yeah, you know, we're just taking the shows as we come and uh, we're really grateful for all the people that are, that have gotten the EP and the, uh, the warm, the warmth we've gotten towards the response of it. So. And that's just got to, you know, add up to the adrenaline, add up to the energy when it comes to everything around center shift around the project, when you're going out, playing these shows live, playing these songs, seeing that reception there as well. But I do want to kind of go to something that you just mentioned when it comes to, you know, you were with a much bigger, like you're with a one side zero before this, correct? Correct. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I got that right. Even though I had it written down just to make sure, you know, I didn't mess up too badly. If I did, or if I do any point during this podcast, feel free to roast me because that's just funny. But (laughs) when you say, you know, you're like coming back, playing these shows and kind of being considered a baby band, even though you're used to being in a band that had some more established behind them, some bigger, you know, sizable, you know, in terms of like listenership fans, that kind of thing. What has that difference felt like? And kind of just what's your experience with all that? Because it is interesting to go from, you know, a bigger project to a smaller project and starting to work your way back up through that. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's interesting. It's different, but it's kind of cool in its way because it gets you regrounded and reconnected with a fan base or what could be a fan base and people that actually are listening for the first time and going, hmm, you know what I mean? And, you know, there's there's one side fans that, are, that have followed us, which I appreciate. You know, I mean, they're family. You know, they've been with us since the beginning. So for them to come along with the new adventure of Center Shift, you know, it, it's really cool. But 
meeting new people who have no idea who one side zero is, is also cool. You know, it's, it, it, it's a minute, but it's a, it's a whole new life. You know what I mean? So it's like every time it's a new experience, every show is new. It's like, um, you're going out there knowing that, uh, nobody really knows who you were or are, and you're a brand new band. And, um, I kind of dig it. You know, it's really kind of cool. We get to step on our own feet and grow our own legs, you know. And not only that, but just being able to connect with the fans as well on a more personal level. Because, I mean, just think about some of those biggest bands in the world right now. With They have thousands upon thousands of people coming to see their shows every single night. And you don't have a chance to connect with every one of those people personally. Because, again, it's just absolutely impossible logistically but when you're starting back out you know you're getting back on your own feet and you're kind of building that up your own way when you're playing these shows and you're playing for you know not that like a smaller crowd than you know maybe what you're used to with one side zero it has a little bit of a different feel for it because you're able to connect with these people a little bit more personally you're able to have these types of conversations but have more substance with with people to connect with them and really create this strong base of fans for you guys and really create this just give more more substance to the group of fans that you have and really bring forward that family feel to it totally i mean that's the whole what this is about you know what i mean it's it's one thing to write cool music and and try to have say the words that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to you know or or feel and and express it but also get to meet the people out there you know what i mean that's the most you know the most important thing to me of what this is about it's it's the music is the thing that gets you to meet really cool and, 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 you know, down to earth people. And it's just amazing. You know, that's really what it's about, you know, for me. Yeah. Even coming from like the other side of that as well, from the fan side of it, a lot of the bands I've had on the podcast that I've had a chance to meet, they're playing in some of the smaller rooms, some of the smaller clubs around where I, where I'm from. So it's being able to go and see them play live. And then afterwards, you know, being able to actually go say hi to them, show my face, you know, say, Hey, hi, how are you? And actually engage in that type of conversation. It, it brings me much more joy as well, just because now it's like, I actually get to have that, you know, face-to-face connection with them. However, there are plenty other people as well that get to do the exact same thing. And that just builds up your want to, you know, spend more time listening to this band, spend more time showing this band off to your friends and showing whatever band it is just because you felt such a strong connection. And that connection was amplified when you got to talk to the artist, when you got to connect with them on a different level, where now there's that feeling of, you know, even stronger connection there. It just, especially in today's day, day and age of social media, when, you know, every, it seems like everything that's negative is put out there, but it does have the positivity of being this feeling of word of mouth and word of mouth is always going to be the strongest form of endorsement. So if you trust someone fully and they put out online that, you know, they saw center shift live, they got to meet you and it was just this absolutely incredible experience. Now those people's friends are gonna be like, okay, I want to check out this band so that I can understand the connection that my friend had with you guys on top of that, see where that positivity is coming from. And the next time you guys are playing a live show, you know, maybe I come along with, and then this cycle just keeps going and going and going. Totally, totally hundred percent. And, uh, you know, it's funny you, you said that point. Um, we noticed that a lot more after shows of people talking about the show, you know, on social media gets more people, you know, drawn to us than us posting like, Hey, we're playing or this and that, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's to show, that, you know, we're touching somebody, you know, and it's, it's working. So again, you know, we're appreciative of that, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Because I mean, even think about it from your own perspective, what would happen if you were on social media and one of your good friends posted about a very positive experience with a like going to see a band live, you know, a band that's up and coming. And after seeing that, you know, wouldn't you be a little bit more energized, a little bit more, uh, what's the proper word? I'm trying to think of it. A little more just like uh, incentivized to actually go and check them out just because of that positive experience. You want to see where that's coming from. Oh, hundred um, percent. Anytime a friend posts something, but even, even, you know, kids or, or people on the social media sites, I'll check out what they're looking at. You know what I mean? Because I love music, you know what I mean? And so I love to check out and listen to everybody as much as I can, you know, um, a big part of us is, is working with younger bands and, you know, artists that are coming up, but, um, yeah, we, we'd listen to stuff all over the place. So good point. Definitely. Good point. <laughs> And even working with those younger artists as well, I mean, that adds even more to it just because from a different side of the perspective, because if you're working with those younger artists, all of a sudden you're playing these shows and you have other artists on the bill with you as well. They're young artists up and coming and they're talking with you and they have those positive experiences playing alongside you guys, you know, talking backstage, whatever advice you're able to give them, that also reverberates through the music scene as well. You know, it starts out locally where you guys are, then all of a sudden as these bands continue to grow, it just spreads and spreads to the point where you know, all of a sudden people are coming to play with you guys out of the fact that not only, you know, are you a good band, but the amount, the experience that you bring and allow every other band to have alongside you guys just maximize the potential that you have to influence so many people for the positive. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. And that's one of the coolest things, man. It's one of the coolest things because there's, there's not enough positivity right now in this world. And you know, the music scene, it's, Every, a lot of people are releasing good music. A lot of younger bands that I've had in the podcast, I listen to their albums and I'm thinking they're putting out a lot better stuff, in my opinion, than some of these, you know, more established bands. While they're put these established bands are putting out good stuff, don't get me wrong on that. There's a lot of these up and coming bands that it's just, you know, the pandemic, it really helped them focus in and really understand where their writing process was, understand those emotions, putting, pe- you know, putting pen to paper, putting their ideas down, you know, tracking everything, see and playing around with it, gave them the time of day to really work with this stuff. So now we're seeing all this music come out from a lot of up and coming bands and it's fantastic. Like it really is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And the, you know, the pandemic as brutal as it was, you know, there's a lot of art that came out of it. Yeah. hundred percent. And the bands that are coming out, we've got to experience a lot of that. And the bands that are coming out of these uh, younger bands and up and coming, they're really writing some amazing things. You know what I mean? Stuff that, that I never would have thought at their age, you know, some 15 year olds that you're like, Whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did you even think of that? And it's super cool, man. And um, you know, for us, that was a big part of it. You know, we wrote, started the record and started the writing process as soon as pandemic, like literally right before. And then we went through it, you know what I mean? And uh, our drummer, we you know we had to be careful because of, of illness of, of, you know what I mean? Keeping everything sanitized and how we're going to do this. And, you know, you get real creative with uh, logic and, you know, sending files, you know what I mean? And V drums and stuff like that and getting through it. And then traveling to Cleveland for, to start the record, you know, that was a whole experience in itself during COVID. And, you know, we basically did the whole record, you know, in, uh, in Cleveland during COVID writing and recording it, you know, so for the bands that are coming out and, and hence why there's so much music, there's bands that haven't put something out in 20 years, they got creative, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of cool stuff and a lot of stuff that's going to be out for a long time, you know what I mean? Of uh, everybody being inspired and really cool art, you know? 
Oh, absolutely. I interviewed a band about maybe a little, about a month ago, and it was their first record in like 16 years. And it was all inspired, especially from the pandemic where everyone's kind of locked inside and the media, just everyone focusing on everything that was happening to me, especially in 2020 from pandemic, civil unrest, the election, everything around there. And a lot of the, the inspiration behind creating their album was shutting off the media and spending more time with your friends and your family and really fostering those connections that have seen, you know, so ingrained with what the media was showing you in a way, just really understanding that those personal connections are are much more important than whatever's being said on TV or on radio or on social media. So it was cool to see something like that. So I can easily see where you're coming from and have the example to show that as well. And for you guys, you know, getting creative with that, you know, sending files all over the place and then going and tracking, you know, tracking the album or the EP in Cleveland during the pandemic. When did you guys do that? And what was that experience like, especially, you know, with how everything was around the pandemic, where it seemed like for, for a period of time, like every day, something new was happening. Yeah, we were constantly watching to see, you know, are we going to make it? Are we going to be able to get there? Um, what's it going to be like when we get there? How's it going to record a record wearing a mask the whole time? You know, and you, you kind of go with the flow because it is what it is. You know, that was the situation. But it was it was really difficult. Um, it felt like the writing process through, you know, sending files back and forth and FaceTime was a lot easier than the travel, obviously. But it got done but you know with that i think that the frustration and the angst of where a lot of the creativity came from came out in the record you know what i mean came out in the songwriting it comes out with you, you know um it's honest you know what i mean it's like yeah i'm fucking frustrated i'm tired of wearing this mask i'm tired of doing this stuff you know what i mean but you're writing these songs and a lot of that comes out you know in the writing which is to me, a very positive thing, you know what I mean? So everything stays really truthful, you know? So oh, yeah, it was an experience, but uh, we did it, you know? I mean, absolutely. absolutely. There's so many bands that, you know, when they were recording different things, especially during the pandemic with all the emotions that were coming out there, you're seeing a lot of those emotions come out on their songs, including yours as well, where those frustrations, just that the anxiety around, you know, there's potentially, you know, something new that's going to come in and throw a wrench in our plan, just completely change the direction of what we have to do to get this stuff recorded and this record done. All those emotions and then potentially everything else that was going on, you know, feelings of isolation, feelings of potential depression, everything around there is because those emotions were so ever present and so strong at that point in time. You're seeing it come out in the music. You're seeing it come out in the way that the vocal patterns are. You're seeing it come out in the way that they're sung, where all of a sudden certain words are just hit with this certain ferocity or this certain angst or this certain just desperation feel that you can really connect with. So it definitely makes sense where, you know, you guys recording this and then kind of just having to deal with wearing a mask and potentially some of the uh, emotions that were coming around there. Put, having that come out in your music when you're recording it, it just adds the whole entire experience and it adds to the timestamp of that period of time that we all went through for, you know, a year and a half to two years because we can look back at history books. We can look back at YouTube videos. We can look back at a lot of different things that happened there and we can get, we can understand what happened. We can see the pictures, but when it comes to feeling those emotions of what happened during that time, that's where music is really coming to play because we're hearing it and we're getting that feeling deep within our chest of what, and remembering, you know, what it was like to go through some of these things, especially from the records that came out, you know, 2021 and are still coming out today. Right. 
No, I agree. I agree. It, it's definitely in there. And and I, I don't know how it couldn't be. You know what I mean? If you're a band that's, that's gone through that and written that way, you know, or we're writing during that situation, then yeah, there's no way that it couldn't have been um, as honest as possible. You know what I mean? It, it's There's no way. So 100% there. And we want you to be honest as possible. I mean, that goes for every band. If you're going to be honest as possible on your music, we're going to be able to feel that. We're going to be able to understand that. We're going to be able to connect with it a lot stronger than, you know, trying to put out something that you think we're going to want to hear. No, no, no. Put it out there completely honestly because that's when we're going to connect with it the most emotionally. Right. So another question I do want to ask because, again, working with some of these, you know, up-and-coming bands, these younger bands, are there any younger bands right now that stand out to you in particular as like, you know, the ones that you maybe connected with the most or like the ones that you've been working with? It's like, okay, watch out for this band or watch out for these bands just to kind of add a little bit more to the upcoming bands that are coming out and add a little bit more of that fire to people like, hey, you want to go check out some of these up and coming bands and see some of the great stuff? Boom. These are the bands you want to go and check out or some of the bands you want to go and check out because there's plenty of them. We're just going to give you some examples. Yeah, um, out of Cleveland, uh, there's a band Grumpy Plum that uh Tallulah the lead singer they're a rad indie band and uh they sang she sang on and so and a couple other songs on the record um I keep referring to it as a record but we'll get to that um they uh let's see Madam Bombs out of LA they're a very young band but they're they're awesome three uh, it's a three-piece female band 15 uh or 16 now to 19 18 is the oldest um there's a band out of LA called Temperamental, uh, Kiss the Scientist out of here. Um, just great, I mean, young talent that's just uh, phenomenal. Dan from Hoobastank is, is actually working with uh, Kiss the Scientist, so expect something good there. Definitely expect something good there. And just give a couple shout out to a couple of bands that are up and coming that you're going to want to go and check out. Well, of course, you want to check out Center Shift as well, because if you haven't yet, you definitely should. But just throwing some, you know, love to some of those other bands out there, just because when it comes to rock and metal, it's, you know, there's so many bands that are up and coming that, you know, we're going to want to go check them out because given a couple of years, those bands are going to be the bands that are going to be the ones going and playing clubs and going to be the ones that we're going to want to go and see. So why not get to now support them now so that they can, we can ensure that they get to that point. Totally. I mean, that's the whole point. You know, it's like you pass the torch, you, you have, you get the blessing of having a career, you know what I mean? And if it's large or small or whatever, but at certain point, you know, there's, there's the up and comers that are, you know, it's time to pass the torch on and, and you can't keep unless you give away, you know, kind of thing and and help out the next guy, you know, or girl and and situation. It's that's what this is about for me. You know. Oh, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful just to, you know, be able to sit here and talk with you about my band, you know, out of the 20 something years that I've been doing this. You know what I mean? That uh, it's still the opportunity to you and, and talk to the, you know, the world about our music. You know what I mean? And other bands, which is super cool. No, absolutely. And I mean, when it comes to rock and metal, it's I love talking about stuff. I love talking it with, you know, up and coming bands. I mean, of course, I like talking with some of those bigger bands as well, if I can, just because some of those bigger bands are the bands that I really love and still love to listen to just because, well, I mean, when I was when I started really getting into this stuff, like 2008, 2009 ish, it was like those bands. So I'm just like. If I can get them on the podcast, my mind is just going to blow. But 
of course, there's so many other younger bands out there that do deserve some those that recognition, do deserve that support, and and they can do to help those bands grow because you know, given a cup, given some more years, and all of a sudden, you're st- we're gonna we're gonna need those bands to you know come up and you know take the spot from some of these other bands. Don't get me wrong, you know, bands like Metallica, Slipknot, Disturbed is one of my favorites. Corn, uh, like they're headlining a lot of these major festivals, which is understandable. They still draw a massive crowd. But when it comes to bands yeah. that are like, you know, that have come out, I would pretty much say like since like two th- like ever since like 2001, 2002 hit, you're really not seeing many of those bands really taking over and really taking those top spots on festival lineups. I mean, you might get like one or two right now with I know My Chemical Romance is headlining a Riot Fest this year, but that was something that was right. been in the works for like two years and they've been around since what, 2003 or something. But then again, there's a whole cultural zeitgeist behind it. But really like only other ones that I think of potentially like headline a festival, especially here in the United States are like, you know, maybe a day to remember, definitely bring me the horizon, but there's not that many to really take that next spot. So the more we give some of these younger bands a chance to really shine and support them, the more all of a sudden, you know, we're going to see these festivals where, these bands that are really starting to, you know, take charge all of a sudden they'll be around for, you know, 10 years. And all of a sudden they're the ones headlining festivals. And we're still seeing, you know, those bands that we still know and love, they're still going to get some of those major spots, but we're seeing that fresh new feel that the, the next generation really coming in. And it's not like those old bands are going away or like, you know, we're not like taking anything away from them. We're just passing the torch of, you know, what's the most important thing right now to different, to, to the newer generation, to the next generation, because that's how it's always been. So let's keep that train rolling. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about a festival. You know what I mean? You're not going to know every single band on there. And that's the glory of it. You know what I mean? You're going to like it or not like it. But you're going to hear new music. And it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's it's like you're, the way that, you know, the Pandoras and Spotify's and everything work. Where that's how you find a lot of new artists because it's on a station that you're listening to. And I think that's fucking amazing. Excuse me. I think that's amazing. Um and that's like festivals. If you can hang the whole day, you're going to hear some cool stuff, you know? Oh, so. I'm a huge proponent of that. Cause I went, I was at a festival in September of 2021. It was like, I was in there pretty much the whole entire day, as long as I possibly could be in there and walking around all of a sudden, you know, I, there were bands I definitely wanted to see. Like I looked live, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm definitely seeing this band cause I really like this band. This is my first time being able to see this one band live that I really wanted to go see. But walking around all of a sudden, if I heard something that I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued by that, you know, and this per- and that band set might be 20, 25 minutes long. Let's go and check that out. Why not? You never know what might happen. The worst thing that can happen is all of a sudden you hear something, you hear something you think you like, you go over there and it's just not for you. You know, that's okay. At least you gave it a shot. But the best thing that can happen is all of a sudden you check out something, you like the sound, you stick around for the whole entire show. And all of a sudden that band is sitting at the merch cha- table and you're able to meet them afterwards, you're able to create that connection. And now all of a sudden you're more connected with that band. And you might've found one of your favorite bands through that and now have that huge connection to them. And all you had to do was just walk around, listen and give something a shot. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's, you got to love a festival <laughs> for that, you know. No, absolutely, because I've got other festivals I'm going to in 2022, and I'm just like, I can't wait to just, of course, see all the bands that I want to see, see all the bands that I haven't seen yet that I want to see, and see as many bands as possible that I've brought on the podcast before to show my support there. But I know there's going to be a point in time where I'm walking around, I hear something I like from a band I've never heard of before, and I'm going to go check it out and see what happens. For me, also, it doesn't hurt if there's a giant mosh pit going for that band as well, because I see one of those things, I'm just like, Woo! 
I just right go in. <laughs> That's cool. No, just it's that was in my youth, <laughs> but I could still, you know, it's it, it's. That's the thing about playing festivals, you know what I mean? You get so energized, you know what I mean? So I get you. Oh, absolutely. I'm always energized doing that stuff. It's like, okay, I see one in there. I'm like, I can't stop just because, well, the energy that, you know, just going to see live shows, seeing live music, just the absolute energy it gives me. It's like, it feels like a second home. And then the amount of people I meet there, it's like, I don't want to stop. So even, you know, I'll go there if I'll try and make every single band. There's sometimes I have to miss the opener, which is unfortunate because sometimes when you go to see the opener, sometimes the opener might be the best band of the whole entire night. And you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on giving someone a chance. Yeah, totally. So jumping a little bit more into center shift. So, of course, you know, like you guys said, like, you know, you were working on the EP during the pandemic and you guys started writing, recording this stuff right before this whole entire thing hit. So what was the inspiration to get back into this and start center shift? Uh, you kind of cut out. What was the inspiration of, of that? What was the inspiration of starting center shift? Oh, <clears throat> well, we had a. Uh... Ted, the bass player, and I had been working together on and off, and Mike, the drummer, um, had joined up to do the last incarnation of One Side Zero, and we had Ted in there, and then, uh, you know, just things kind of evolved, and One Side Zero kind of, like, hung up its hat for the the final go, and it kind of emerged into Center Shift. Now... We didn't have that as a band name. We didn't know what we were going to call ourselves. You know, we were just kind of writing the music now. Like I said, everything was during pandemic. So if we could make it into a rehearsal room, it was like, let's just try to work out all these ideas and get that going. So it kind of evolved itself into Center Shift. And I think that like a lot of the bands that I've been in uh, as a front man and, and a writer, um, Blueprint to One Side Zero to Center Shift, um, they've all kind of like evolved on their own, you know, and become their own thing. So Ted and I have always gelled, you know, he's a great dude and he's a great bass player. So the writing came kind of easy with us. Uh, Mike has been an old friend for a long time. Um, Unfortunately, he just uh, bowed out, but now we have uh, a new drummer. So all that stuff will be talked about eventually, (laughs) but um, you know, it just kind of made sense. Everything was there. All the pieces were there. The, the the camaraderie, the writing ability, the the way that we wrote together, you know, just made sense. It was all there. So we went with it. You know, we got these songs formulated and ready. And then we reached out to the producer that did um, our first One Side Zero record, Jim Wirt, who also did Hoobastank and Incubus and um, others. And uh, he's based out of Cleveland now. So He's not in Santa Monica, California anymore, which is kind of a bummer. He used to be at the at the beach, but uh, he's out in Cleveland. So we packed up and headed out there and uh, it was kind of amazing. So we've been out there twice and we're about to go again. We leave actually Friday and uh, we're going to. So it goes to the to the record. So we released an EP. It's a three part record that we're doing and um I think it's going to be kind of creative and cool. Um, it's given the fans or people that actually are digging the band a lot of music and the way we want to do it. It's not about, you know, the sales and, and, you know, who's getting rich, you know, it's not about that. It's about more of the music and getting it out to people that actually enjoy it or want it, you know? So um, we're heading back out. 
a lot of that because we have a new drummer and Ryan from Shovel, the band Shovel, um, joined the band as well. So we have a lot of songs that we got inspired and writ, uh, wrote with him. So we're heading back out there. We're going to record more songs. We're putting out the, you know, this EP and then more to follow. So that'll be announced as we move along here. But uh, going back to work with Jim and doing Center Shift as a brand new band and it has, as it evolved from One Side Zero, it just made perfect sense because my career started basically with Jim Ward doing the demos for One Side Zero that got us the deal with Maverick that, you know, being loyal, it was like, it made, why not go back and do the record that, you know, start our first record with the guy that started our first record, you know, kind of thing. So um, I just love him to death. You know, we work really well and he's a great, brilliant producer and his ideas are phenomenal. So if it means us, which like this time, if it means us jumping in the Sprinter van, not playing any shows on the way there, but we're going to drive straight to Cleveland, the four of us, um, then that's what it takes. You know, this is going to be cool. None of us wanted to fly this time, and that's what we're doing. So we're crazy. <laughs> I would say, you know, that is kind of crazy. However, I am from the Midwest where all of a sudden it's like, you know, flying somewhere. What is this madness? It's only a 12-hour drive. We can deal with this. No big deal. Of course, from LA to Cleveland is a lot longer than, you know, 12 hours. That's like a day and a half, maybe two day kind of thing, depending upon, you know, where you end up. If you stay the night, if you just drive through the night, I mean, being in a sprinter van, you might, you might, I don't know if you guys like decked it out or anything where you've got like the bunks in there where it's like, okay, we can just keep driving and people can sleep and we can kind of make this, you know, go through. But the main thing that that all speaks to is not only just like the natural formation of the band, but also the passion that you guys just have behind it from the music standpoint. Because if you're going to go and drive from L.A. to Cleveland to track some of these songs and work on some of these and get these all, you know, recorded, worked on, everything around that sort, to work with a producer that you really want to work with and you know that you work well with, that just shows a lot of passion behind there as well. And also shows that this isn't, you know, you're not doing this just for, for the money and just like, okay, because we think we're going to get rich. No, you're doing this because this is really what you want to do. If it wasn't for some for the money, it'd be like, okay, who can we find, you know, right by us that can do this stuff? No, no, no. You're going to go out there and you're going to work with someone that you really work well with, that you connect with. And when they you record these tracks, all of a sudden the ideas that they're going to have, you never know what might come up, but you're going to be willing to try all those different ideas, see what comes up, see the different emotion that all those different ideas come into play. Give them a shot. Why not? Because the worst thing can happen with those ideas is you try them. It doesn't work. Okay. Hit the mm -hmm. delete button. Try something else. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of it. You know what I mean? You have to trust your producer and, and uh, we definitely do. And like I said, hence why we're heading out there. You know, plus it's going to be good for us to be uh, four guys in a sprinter van. Yes, it's got the reclining seats. Yes, we made it comfortable. Uh, Ted put a shitter in the uh, the RV, so that's or in that sprinter, so that's going to be interesting with a little fart fan. It's got a fan and light and the whole thing that he decked it out in a privacy curtain. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's going to be good for the band. You know what I mean? Because uh, a few of us are road dogs, you know, that have toured most of our career and, you know, I love it. It's not for everybody. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how everybody handles being in that thing for uh, three days straight to go to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, it'll be a good test just around that as well. And also, I mean, when it comes to working with a band, it's like, if you're going to be traveling a lot, I mean, you're going to be together for hours upon hours, days upon days, months upon months when it comes to traveling. You're always going to be together you, from 
you know, you wake up in the van and all of a sudden, boom, your bandmates are there. You're traveling to those shows. You know, your bandmates are there. You're loading in, loading out, playing those shows. Your bandmates are always there. It's not going to work out. You're not going to enjoy it if you don't enjoy spending time with those people. So it's a good test of, okay, we're going to go out to Cleveland. It's going to take, you know, we're going to do this in three days, track everything and work on all this stuff and then still have to drive back. Yeah, it's a pretty good test of seeing, you know, where that camaraderie works in with other members that, you know, have come into the band since the last time you went out to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... I mean, it's a good test for everybody. You know, luckily, once we get to Cleveland, we're there for two weeks and we got a big Airbnb that Airbnb that everyone can spread out and have their their moments alone. But uh, yeah, you know, I think it's very healthy to do things like this, especially in a band. Um, You know how to deal with being with somebody 24 hours a day, sleeping, you know what I mean? Whether you're sleeping four feet away from them on the bunk on the bus or working in the studio with them, you know, and, and that camaraderie and the friendship and the brotherhood and the family is it's just incredible. You know what I mean? So it's your best friends, but you know, they are family. So it's, it's the family you get to choose. Honestly. I mean, there's, I look back, I look back at like some of the stuff I've done and it's just, you know, going different places, road trips and whatnot. It's, you know, sometimes you go with people, it's like, okay, you know, get along with those people, fine. But after, you know, spending, you know, a week trying to do a road trip with them at times, I'm just like, oh, God, get me out of here. But otherwise, other times I do road trips with people, it's like, oh, we're gone for a week and all of a sudden come back. I'm like, wait, it was a week already? Wait, what? What the heck? Like, this makes no sense. Yeah. Totally. So diving a little bit more into the new music, like, you know, you said you're recording new music when you go out to Cleveland. What can we sort of expect from the new music? Where's the inspiration coming from for the new music? Because I'm curious on top of that, give a little bit of teaser for the fans. So it's like, hey, Centership's got new music coming out. Here's a little bit of something, you know, where some of this music is being inspired by so that when it comes out, you're like, oh, shoot, I really want to listen. It's like I'm already getting you jazzed up for it. Well, you know, having uh, Ryan join the band, the uh, I think we all got inspired, and his way of writing is it it's it's different, which makes it just so awesome. You know what I mean? Because we all gel, and so I think that that we kind of got influenced by his inspiration and being excited about joining the project. I call it a project, joining the band. Um, so. You know, we got some heavier stuff. Uh, we got some more. I think we really came into our own, and it's developing uh, what center shift means and is. And uh, it fits with what we're doing and what's already been done in the record. So that's what's really cool. And it wasn't like we tried to go out and do that. And that's where the magic came in, where you take these guys from different projects that, you know, we're all from different projects and put them in something, or or they all come together naturally. And something this creative that fits of stuff that's been recorded or ideas that are coming in and all this stuff. And so that's where the newer songs fit very well in what this thing we're putting out. <laughs> and uh, I think you're, you'll be surprised. I think that they're going to be some really good songs for everybody. You know what I mean? We got the, it's a wide spectrum of what center shift is, but it's got that, you know, who we are truly, our heaviness, our, our, you know, punk rockness in there, the, uh, you know, I think a little bit for everybody. Emo before it was called emo. You know, one side zero, I think, was always 
lumped into the new metal sound, which is fine, you know, but uh, I thought we were more of the emo band before they were, it was even called emo, you know, so, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're lucky we got called something and not, not crap. <laughs> That that is true. I mean, there's a lot of bands out there called crap. But if you're getting plumped into something, I mean, even take a look at what's going on now. All of a sudden, in 2021, it was like new metal was getting this whole entire like revival behind it. Limp Biscuit came back, like yeah. just just and people are going out to see them in droves if it's if it's possible. Just let that sink in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally yeah which, which is absolutely insane i got a chance to see them uh at like the it was like one of the first shows they played since when after when they came back like after the pandemic at Rockfest in 2021 and it was just it was kind of like a surreal experience but also just seeing the amount of people that are still connecting with you know all these different styles of rock music metal music and seeing a lot of different you know up and coming bands and new bands incorporate a lot of these styles in there because that's where their influence came in it's also it's an awesome thing to see, and now with you guys, you know, recording this new stuff, bringing in newer more people in the band, and seeing the different writing process, seeing the different influences, you know, the style of centership, the core sound is still going to be at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what the core sound is when it comes to producing this track. You everyone knows what the core sound is. Everyone knows kind of where the vibe is going. Everyone knows where the emotion is going. But when you bring in other people and you have other influences in there. It a lot and different writing styles in there. It allows for different, you know, opportunities to come up, different things to try, different ways to inter- intertwine, you know, your influences and Ryan's influences and everybody else's influences. Intertwining those to all of a sudden, you know, you never know what might come out. You might create a song that's a little bit different than the norm because of those different influences, but it might end up being one of the best songs you ever write just because it works so well because you guys are so entrenched with those ideas, so entrenched with the way those styles work where all of a sudden there's just this connection point and you understand that and boom, you hit the ground yeah, running to- with it. Totally, totally. And, it you know, it's the ability to, with somebody else's writing or the collective writing that, you know, you push your own boundaries and push yourself to do something different and, and uh, not rely on what, you know, you're so used to but that's what i love is pushing and trying new things and being uncomfortable with like oh what's he writing you know what i mean and then getting into it and going holy shit that's amazing you know this guy brought something fucking amazing to the table so yeah it's it's pretty incredible yeah i've i've had some conversation on other bands around that as well and it's especially from like a producer side as well you know even if you have a producer that is either very intertwined with what you're doing or a producer that is from a completely different realm it's just where their ideas can come in too to push you and like, you know, push to try and do something like this. Or when it comes to the vocal side of things, you know, listening to those vocals you're putting down the track, it's like, I, you know, push you in a certain direction because they want to make sure that the emotion that you're trying to put out in that song matches where your voice is going to. So that, you know, when someone like myself listens to it, it like, I believe everything you're saying because I can feel everything you're saying. Right on. Well, that that for me means a lot because that's uh, if it's not us and not real, then it just doesn't sit well with me. You know what I mean? And, and it's got to be that way, or we don't do it. You know? Yeah, oh yeah. No, you still got me. I know we're having a little bit of spotty connection back and forth, but I'm still picking up everything pretty fine. So I'm like, okay, we're still rolling with this. We're still doing good. But I mean, absolutely. It's just somewhere, you know, again, you, when you listen to music with the music that you really connect with, when you're listening to the way that it sounds, when you're listening to those vocals, when you're listening to the, every single piece of the lyrics, 
you're connecting with it on a certain way and it just hits you emotionally because you believe what the artist is saying. It's, I mean, same thing for me. With every band I listen to, it's like, you know, when it comes to connecting with them, do I believe what you're saying? Do I believe the story that you're trying to tell? Do I believe the message you're trying to portray? And does that message come out thoroughly in the vocal pattern, in the different style of vocals, whether it's, you know, higher pitch, lower pitch, cleans, uncleans, wherever they lie, from where the drumming patterns work to where the fills are to where how the guitar tone works to the, the pace of everything. Like everything lumps in together to create that story and to create that message. And the key is, is the emotion all there to make me believe it? And a lot of the times we're seeing that happen now, you know, especially after, after the pandemic. I mean, like 95% of the time, the answer is absolutely this is working. Right. And it's still one of the coolest things out there, not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, Jason, did I, did I lose you for a bit? Because right now I'm just seeing you frozen on the screen. Oh, wait, I think I got you back. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, we keep going back and forth. I'm like, oh, man, what did you <laughs> I'm getting every other word now. You know what? We're just going to blame uh, the Internet companies for this one. I'm just going to blame Spectrum. I blame them all the time for all my problems when it comes to this right. stuff. So yeah, this is weird. I got two different Wi-Fi's. I keep going back and forth between them. Like, what? Which one is it? You know what I mean? Like. Which I don't know. You know what I mean? So I've got like booster and, and my original router is like pretty strong. So I got full signal. So it's just really weird that this is happening. It, it is. But, you know, for I mean, for the majority of it, like going back and forth, like it's I'm still getting everything you're pretty much saying and still being able to understand it. So when it comes down to the content behind this episode, nothing's going to get lost. Right on. Cool. Like that's that's kind of the key behind all of it. And like when it comes to the new record, because I, I know I'm pretty sure you guys have been working on writing it. Is there one thing that you're working on right now that just for some reason is standing out more to you at this given moment than some of the other things? Of course, you know, I know you're working on so many different things and you're working on a bunch of different songs at the same point as well. And each song has its own flow and each song has its own meaning. But I just want to know if there's one thing that you're working on right now. Again, don't need a name, don't need a title, don't need anything like that. But is there one thing you're working on that just kind of has you a little bit more energized than the others? And why is that? Yes. Um, there's one song in particular that I think is, uh, it struck me, the words came kind of naturally. I was just singing a scratch track over uh, rehearsal and uh, just to get the melody that was in my head. And these words came to me and I think they're fi very fitting for what's happening in life right now. And I wasn't intentional. So that inspired me to continue on with it. And um you know, like we talked about, it's about being honest and, and, and writing something that's real. So um, it couldn't be more real than that. It's just what came out. And I was like, holy shit, this is uh, this is kind of interesting. And, you know, it, it's a pandemic in itself, but it's a real reality for a lot of people and a lot of people that are close to us that that suffer from these this thing. And, uh, you know, I hope that it's you know, it, I, it, it's going to be what it is, you know, but uh, yeah. So that song I'm really looking forward to. It's a, it's the musicianship is very phenomenal in it. I'm just blown away by the band and uh, you know, us writing this thing. So I'm really excited about getting it done. So yes, uh, I love all the new songs, but this one in particular. So I'm glad you asked that question because I was actually just working on it before we started. Oh, that is awesome. And 
I mean, of, <laughs> I mean, of course, like when it comes to writing music, when it comes to, like artists and the albums that they've created, it's like, yeah, there's always be a special place for each and everything. But any, it's like when it comes to, you know, ranking, like, okay, if you had to rank all like the songs, because there's a, ba- other bands that have re- are releasing records on the podcast. And it's like, I know you like all of them, but is there one that just stands out to you right now that you're more energized about that? Or is there a, a track that you're most looking forward to playing live just because of course, you know, if you had to rank them, something's going to have to be at the bottom, even if the difference between the bottom and the top is like this much. It, it's of course, there's still it's, we're humans. We have preferences. That's just the way it is. And I, of course, I want like I really wanted to ask that just because. Again, it just adds a little bit more, you know, n- incentive to and a little more energy and a little bit more intrigue behind the record. On top of that, given the context behind that. What could be more natural than that? What could just come, you know, from the emotion, from the heart, than just all of a sudden it just comes out, you just lay it out there, and boom, it's there. Like, it just adds so much more to the experience, and we're going to be able to understand and absolutely feel that emotion when it comes out, because when you first recorded it, when you first, you know, you know, kind of got that first initial recording down, you heard the the emotion behind it. You're connected with it. So when you go and track this thing in the studio, you can always go back to that and understand and re-emulate and re-feel all those feelings so that when it does come out in the record and it comes out in the recorded version, us as the audience, we hear that, we feel that, we understand that right from the get-go. Oh, yeah, for sure. I tried not to, you know, with the stuff that's already finished on the record, I try not to listen to it because I love the re-inspiration or the re-falling in love with something. And, you know, new songs are always, this is the best song we've ever written. You know what I mean? And uh, there's a lot of that feeling. And, you know, for the next single, you know, we're talking with the label. It's like, do we put out one of the songs that's already recorded? Do we put off a song off the EP? Do we do one of the new songs? You know what I mean? So I think it's going to decide itself. Uh, I don't want to, you know, fall into the, Oh my God, I love the new song so much. It's got to be one of the new things. You know what I mean? So I think that there's, but like I said, I, I do it a little different. I try not to, I love falling in love with our songs. You know what I mean? I love not listening to it for a minute and going, Oh my God, the baseline's phenomenal or this or that. You know what I mean? And, and I think that happens when I don't listen to it, but you know, we've got so much material now that I think that, um, I don't know. I, I feel like people are going to be happy. There's going to be something for everybody. You know what I mean? We're, we all have the background of being harder bands and, you know, I love them, you know, melodic and melody and I love post hardcore stuff. And um, I really like the direction that we're going, you know, I think uh, people are going to see the growth of the band within this first record in total um, from start to finish. You're going to hear the first EP and the singles we put out and what the final product would be. And I think that that's kind of a cool journey to go on. You know, and to to be a part of a band's growth and journey together, you know, I think is kind of cool. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, absolutely, we'll see. And kind of just even going a little bit further in the single stuff as well. I'm I'm always a big proponent of just do what you know naturally feels right for you guys when it comes to what song you put out as a single. After you re feel all those emotions and re go through those emotions when you're recording this stuff you might just connect with something on another level. It's like, okay, this is the one that we feel is the strongest that we're going to be able to connect with most people with. This is the one we want to put out as a single. And it all depends upon kind of what you guys want to do as a band because 
I think it was a story from uh, the recent Motionless and White album on there, you know, Cycle, when they were putting out their first uh, their first single. The label wanted them to put out uh, the second thing they put out called Masterpiece as their first single because of how powerful of a song it was. But the band wanted to put out the song Cyberhex as their first single because it was had a faster pace to it. It had more of that metalcore feel. It was more of that classic Motionless and White style that, you know, a lot of the older fans would really like. So what they did was... They went with the Cyberhex first because they wanted to really connect with the older fans once again. And then they came out with Masterpiece, the second one. And it was just like that, that progression there absolutely worked for them because everyone from that loves that band. Boom. You get something that you absolutely love in your hat and you're just amazed by it. Then the next thing comes out and the old fans really connected with it too. But the, the anticipation would or the uh, experience would have been different had they been flipped. Cause it's like, oh wait, are they going in a different direction? What's going on here? No, 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 no. You flip it around. You go with the original. Go with what you want first. You know, you guys know what the you guys know where the music is coming from. You guys understand the feeling behind it. You know what's going to come across the strongest and what you want to connect with the fans with first. So, in my opinion, whatever you guys want to do, whatever you connect with most, go with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and I think that it's like we talked about. It's the honesty that when, especially when you're playing it on stage, and then it sells. You know, I mean, then it's like, okay, this is the reason why they did it. This is, you know, we actually had that situation in One Side Zero. For uh, one of the records came out in, in right nine eleven, so the first single was supposed to be uh, the track, or they wanted the label wanted it to be Instead Laugh, and the opening line is it's suicide and means nothing about suicide or or the act of or anything like that but it became a very powerful song for kids of an anti-suicide song so by all means hell yeah um but we went with the track you know we were like i really wanted to do new world order i wanted to come out as a stronger heavier band and that was going to do it and you know, all the bands that were coming out were, were, you know, stronger, heavier bands of the start of new metal, you know, it was the early 2000s. It was 2000. And then uh, our singles, we got our singles planned, the record's done. We're going to go with New World Order because, uh, well, in hindsight, 9-11 happened and they pulled all the songs that would have been, have anything like that, like Let the Bodies at the Floor. Um, our song that we weren't going to go with, you know, for Instead Laughs, so New World Order was the pick no matter what. Um, so... Sometimes it's it's like that, you know, but if 9-11 wasn't there or this or Instead Laugh came out different because it was the fan favorite song, you know, for One Side Zero, um, could things have been different? Sure. You know, um, but yeah, I think that if you're if then you, if you pick the single, then you got to go out and sell it. You know, what I mean, you got to work your butt off to prove to the people that are like, no, you know what I mean? And if you're staying, st- you know, steadfast on it. You go out and show that, like, this is honestly why we wanted the song. You know what I mean? And we went out and did that. And it's such a hard thing when you're when you're first starting out and doing that because you got to trust the label. They've been doing it a lot longer than you. But then you have, like you just said, your gut feeling of what's right. And you know, I, it's it's such a fine line to walk. You know, so it's like in every single that you put out, even to this day, you're like, it feels like you're rolling the dice. You're like, oh, let's see. You know, and. Um, and then all of a sudden there'll be a slow climb where one hits better and then the other one's a slow climb, but becomes way more successful than the other one. And I think that, you know, the whole point is because of the live shows and because of the energy and the interaction with fans and people and, uh, and to see what the, vo- the feeling you got inside, you know, the recording, 
and seeing it live and going, Oh shit, that's really real. You know, that's, that's what this is, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even from, you know, the fan standpoint, I mean, you can attest this as well because knowing, you know, your, your long career in music, I mean, the amount of shows you probably have gone to as a fan as well, you've experienced the exact same thing, but when you see a band on stage and they're giving their all and the emotion that they're feeling behind the music that they put into it, you can see that happening on stage. You can see, get the energy from that song that you felt the first time and you get it once again when you're in the crowd seeing that band perform live. If it's a heavier song, if you're in the pit like me, you're just feeling that energy once again. There's just this whole nother, you know, level of that connection that you get from that. And you're going to want to put out, and when it comes to the single side as well, I mean, you get, you've been doing this for, you know, 20 plus years now. So when it comes to trusting your gut feeling, you have more of that experience now. But even as a younger band, you know, you got to trust your gut at some points as well. You got to understand, you know, you're the ones that wrote these songs. You're the ones that understand the emotion. And given the context of, you know, what's going on at that time, because if it is a situation like, you know, when 9-11 happened, of course, you're going to have to pivot if, you know, your whatever you're going to release could be taken in a different context than what you originally, you know, thought of. And right. all of a sudden it could take the band and take the whole entire project in a completely different direction. It's, you got to always, like, there's going to be some mindfulness behind that, but trusting your gut because tr you're the ones that know the emotions behind these songs, you know, that's always going to be another powerful tool because even, you know, the labels, they have the experience in rolling this stuff out. They have the experience, but you, they don't, the labels don't fully understand the emotion the way you do as a songwriter. Yeah. And you know, they don't want to necessarily, you know what I mean? They're looking at the dollar and, and not necessarily what you're feeling and you know to go that's the funniest thing to go into the label and, and be like but you know i wrote it this way you know and they're like cool <laughs> let's see how it does with numbers you know so but it, you know it's part of the industry you know what you're gonna do when you you know when you do it so it's the the fine edge sword let's call it you know playing the game show business but you know yeah you, the band i think inevitably always knows what's you know what what the fans want you know because we're fans Bands, you know what I mean? Like, I love being a fan of, of bands and I love going and being inspired and being blown away by a band. You know what I mean? Um, I haven't seen Thrice in forever, you know, because it just schedules and a lot of stuff. And we saw them here at the Palladium uh, and man, phenomenal. They were great. Quicksand. We just saw Quicksand at a small club, the Troubadour here. Incredible. You know what I mean? I haven't been inspired in a long time. I was like, let's go to the studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah, dude. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, being a fan is, is a big important part, I think, of being a musician. Oh, and, and any, from anything in life as well. I mean, whatever you do, it's like just being a fan, being inspired is such a powerful thing where, I mean, for me, every time I go and see Rise Against play live, there is just this energy that just full, like floods me no matter what. And leaving that show, I am always just, you know, inspired to keep doing what I want to do with life and keep going after my dreams and my ambitions because if I'm if I'm going to if I want to feel that feeling all the time, I got to be going after and want doing what I love because going to shows, that's one thing I love to do, especially going to see a Rise Against show. That's like if I get a chance to do that, it's like I will drop everything and go. I can't help myself. Because of that positive feeling I get from it, no matter what I'm going through in life, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter if I struggle to even get out of bed that morning because for some reason my legs are super tired and I feel like I'm getting sick. No, I'm still making it somehow because of the positive emotions that come from that. 
Yeah. Or I recently saw a show with um, it was a the, it was a Day Seeker put on. It was their 2019 album. They played it entirely, and they had this Australian band called Thornhill on, along with these two uh, bands from the UK called Holy Absence and Caskets. And watching all four of those bands play, it's the inspiration that I got from that show because all four of those bands, you see them up on stage, the be- the belief of what they were playing, the belief of what they you know wrote on these tracks, the way they performed them, everything around there. You could just feel that emotion and the crowd fed off of that to the point where, I mean, when Caskets went on stage to open the show, I'm pretty sure that everyone that had a ticket for that show was already in the venue. Like everyone was going to experience this stuff. And that is something where, you know, get just get you inspired just to continue to go after what you want to do as a musician continues to, to, you know, inspire you to, you know, write music, write with the emotion that you want to write. And maybe you get inspired because you notice the way that they're portraying that emotion. It's like, you know, is that the way that's going to work for me? It might not, but it might lead you to that point. As a fan, or you know, if you're in any other realm, it's just the positivity and the uh, you know inspiration you get from that show. Carry on your everyday life and just keep it rolling to the point where you understand that feeling and you're consistently finding that feeling and consistently finding that you know that happiness, that inspiration, that energy, and many other things that you're doing in life. Totally, totally, I agree, and. uh yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, dude. That was <laughs> that was definitely correct. I, feel like I, I agree with it. I feel like I could have made that into a TED Talk if I really wanted to. I lost you. So I was going to say, I feel like I could make that into a TED Talk if I really wanted to. Oh, right. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jason, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I like to do is always give my guests, which is you in this case, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the episode. So, Jason... The floor is yours. Thank you, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you. I really appreciate the time and, and giving us your ears. Um, to everybody that is a fan or soon to be or, or hopefully, we really appreciate everybody. And thank you. And for all the people that have followed along with One Side Zero into the new adventure, I can't say I love you enough. And um, look out for Band Out of Gulfport called Envision. Real good. The Gulf Coast area. Um, incredible band, band out of AZ called Don't Panic. Um, there's a lot of great stuff coming up. So, um, yeah, I thank you, man. And I appreciate everything and, uh, keep on the, the, uh, your ear out for the next releases here. Oh, you better believe I will. I'm going to make sure everyone else does. So I'm going to close up this podcast with three things. One, we just had a nice, incredible conversation, inspiring conversation with Jason from Centership. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get in the know with Centership because the EP, A Different Shade, is out now. There's going to be more music coming out. You know, they're recording it. Right now, they're going to be re- like re- releasing it sometime in the future. So you're going to want to be in the know with that. You're going to want to, you know, follow them on social media so you connect it. You're going to want to, you know, watch those music videos so you can connect with the emotion of those songs. Stream the music, buy the music, download the music. Uh, buy some merch, you know, find them when they're playing live near you. So you're going to want to find out all that stuff, right? So go and follow them on all that stuff. Subscribe, share, listen, stream, and all that kind of, kind of stuff. But instead of having to go and actually find it yourself, let me do the legwork for you. Look at the description of the podcast. It's going to say find Center Shift Online. There's going to be links for everything, labels for you can find them in all those places. So you have to do is click the link. It'll take you right to everything there so you can follow along with them. Like, share, subscribe, listen to music, watch their music videos, buy their merch, go get some tickets for some live shows when they're near you, and just get into the band and just really be inspired by it. I'm making it as easy as possible for you guys. So what's holding you back? That's really the question. What's holding you back?
That rules. You ruled it. Oh, thank you. Now time for number two. Well, Jason, whenever I have guests on this podcast that I absolutely enjoy having on this podcast, I tend to always make a certain promise to them. And it's always a way for me to say thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for taking your time on us, And a way for me to continue to support the band in the future. And this streak has been going on for about over 300 podcasts. And with you, my good man, the streak is just continuing to roll on. So my promise to you is this, not an if. If implies this ain't this might not happen. Hell no. This is when. When implies it's gonna happen, date and time yet to be determined. When I get to see Sendership perform live for the first time, my promise to you is this, man. First round's on me. Right on, bro. <laughs> right on. Say so I'll I'll find you to shell, be like, hey Jason, how's it going? All of a sudden it's like, oh shit, it's like, you want a beer or a drink, or you know, if you don't drink, you know, get you whatever you want, man. First round's on me. Doesn't matter right. what it is. Yeah, I don't drink, but uh, that that would be awesome. The Red Bull or the Heineken Zeros are all good. <laughs> we'll do that because I'm not like I I'm I'm a big beer drinker myself. It's just you know kind of grew up with it being from Milwaukee. But Heineken Heineken Zero, they got both. You know, let's go. It's like you get the zero, I get the irregular, and we're good to go. Yep, totally works for me. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Jason, as we bring this podcast inclusion time for number three, and that's. Should I say goodbye? No, we're not saying goodbye. Goodbye is way, 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 way too final. And the reason I don't want to say goodbye is because, one, this was incredible. This was an amazing conversation, an inspiring conversation to the point where it's like, I just want to, you know, potentially schedule like six or seven more of these this week and just keep rolling with them. So the inspiration is definitely there. Plus, I do not want this to be the only time I ever have you on the podcast. I would love to have you on again in the future. And I do have to make good of my promise. So can this be goodbye? No, no, no. Goodbye is too final. So... This is more just like, I'll see you later. I'll see you later, dude. Definitely. Willity, willity, willity. That was Jason from the band Center Shift. Again, you want to find everything about Center Shift? You want to get in the know with them? You want to follow them on social media, stream music, buy their music, download their music, buy their merch, find out where they're playing live shows, or just watch those music videos, literally anything to get into Center Shift. Here's what you're going to do. Go to the description of the podcast. It'll say, find Center Shift online. Links will be there for everything. Labels will be there for everything. And yes, if I have to go and take them from like the, you know, go to Facebook and click on that link to go to like a website or something or go to like a link tree thing and it has that track information on the back end of it. (laughs) No, it doesn't. I took that out because yeah, we're not dealing with any of that stuff. So go and check that out with Center Shift. Go become a fan of the band. Also make sure you're following us on the Corporate Progression Podcast. We're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, of course. Well, I have to say that now. Uh, We're also, you know, when it comes to finding the podcast, you can watch all these podcast videos on YouTube. You can listen to them on YouTube as well. You know, just pop the video, let the audio run. If you don't want to watch the video, if you're more of just an audio stream person, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. Links for everything in the description of the podcast. So hit that subscribe button, hit that like, follow us, you know, tell you about your friends or tell your friends about us, honestly, because why not? It's a good podcast. Well, at least we say so. At least I say so, because, well, I've been doing 310 episodes of these and we're still rolling baby um if you are subscribed to the podcast though first thing i want to say to you is is absolutely thank you because you know when i said turning memes into dreams about the uh, when we were hungry festival i mean this is turning dreams into dreams right here so thank you guys thank you everybody if you are new to subscribe to the podcast i also want to say first welcome and now thank you once again if you are here and you're like yeah you know i like the episode but i don't want to subscribe to the podcast i would ask if you reconsider but i do understand your choice i just want to thank you for stopping by also thank our sponsors phoenix fitness cuffs and debuts their links and promo codes to the podcast along with go check out when we were hungry festival october 20th 21st in las vegas nevada 
turning memes into dreams, pancakes in the pit, link trip to the podcast, to the website. Go get your tickets. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Man, this one with Jason from Center Shift was a lot of fun. Just inspiring. I can't wait to just keep going on this stuff. This is what gets me going in the morning. This is what just gets me inspired like crazy is doing stuff like this. This is way too cool. So thank you guys for, you know, following along, giving me the opportunity to do this stuff and just hope you guys are inspired as well after this. So go chase those dreams. That's it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching this to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I and every single one is up to the big, healthy, and heartache. See ya!